if you're going to count on, if you're going to count, count on God. You know, I was, um, some of you know that I walked the Camino de Santiago. I walked it um, and I had to carry everything for 30 days, 500 miles in a backpack. And, um, and so in order to do that, I had to be very careful and judicious on how much I packed. In fact, even though I was, I still wound up shipping some things home after about a day. Um, but one of the things that I was, and remember I did a lot of research, but not a lot of training, more training, but instead I did a lot of research. And so one of the things I researched was that I was going to bring three shirts, two pair of pants, long pants and short pants, and three pair of underwear for 30, 40 days. And that all made perfect sense as I was doing the research. And then the morning came to get on the plane in New Orleans, and I put on the long pants, and then I looked at what was left over, and I thought, I counted. And I thought, this isn't enough. And I remember getting on the plane thinking, what am I going to wear tomorrow? Because I realized how long the journey was, and I looked at the resources that I had, and I kind of did the calculation and realized I need more. I'm going to need more. Have you ever done that? If you've got a long journey ahead of you, and maybe it's not a, a pleasure trip, maybe it's just something you've got to go through, and you start to count. How much am I going to need? How much will it take in order for me to get through this or get to this? Counting can be become so all-consuming that we may never leave for the trip even. I think about that um, if there's a storm in the Gulf, right? You go out, you buy some batteries, and then you start counting. You think, oh, I better go out and buy some more batteries. Right? You fill up one bathtub with water, and you think, well, I better fill up the other. How many? That counting, counting. Will I have enough to get through this or get to this? The apostles start in today's gospel, they start by saying, increase our faith. They kind of looked at what they had, and they saw how far they needed to go, and they said, Jesus, we're going to need a little bit more here. See, they were thinking of faith in terms of a commodity or a thing that could be quantified. And they said, well, if we have this much, we know we're going to need this much. Because Jesus had just told them just before this that stumbling blocks were going to come along. And that sometimes they would be the stumbling block to others. And if they were, it would be better if a millstone was tied around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. They were told that they would have to forgive, even those seven times they would have to forgive if the person repented, seven times a day. So no wonder they said, okay, well, if that's where we're going, we're going to need some more faith to get us there. They were counting. They weren't counting on God. They were counting on themselves. And we do that too. And so Jesus says, come on, y'all. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, and you do, you'll be able to say, move that mulberry tree, and it will be uprooted and thrown into the sea. See, 
Here's what I think he's thinking about. Faith is not a commodity. It's an identity. It's not a resource. It's a relationship. Think about the, the father of faith. With the person, if you look up faith in the dictionary, there's a picture of somebody. It's probably Abraham. Abraham didn't have like a huge reservoir of faith. He didn't have an extra 20-gallon tank strapped to his donkey of faith. He trusted that he was in this relationship with God. Faith isn't a commodity. It's an identity. It's not a resource. It's a relationship. The faith of Jesus, where we have put our trust, is this identity and this relationship that we are God's children. And so, we get to that next part where Jesus quickly goes into which one of you says to a slave, ah, come sit down, let me do your nails. You've probably had a really rough day out there. No. And then you say, we are unworthy servants, we've only done what we ought to have done. I think it's really important for us to stop especially given our history of dealing with enslaved people. And say, Jesus isn't talking about human chattel slavery here. Jesus is talking instead about this relationship that we are in with God. This identity that we have as children of God. We, we walk this journey because God has made us worthy. We don't make ourselves worthy. We don't have enough faith so that we can finally stand before God and say, look how worthy I am now. It's the other way around. We have this identity. We have this relationship. And so then we go on about our work. Even though all around us, it seems like evil persists. But if we are counting on ourselves, if we are counting our resources, if we're counting on doing it ourselves, we're never going to have enough. But if we're counting on God, if we stop counting God, well then yeah. Not only can we move mulberry trees, we can move ourselves. We can be moved. Uh, we celebrated St. Francis Day this week. Did y'all celebrate St. Francis Day? We had an awesome blessing of the animals. Thank you, Rachel, and all of you who came and helped, Chase and Tice. Um, I love St. Francis. If there was ever a perfect disciple of Jesus, someone who followed Jesus, who, who really claimed that relationship and that identity, it was Francis. And Richard Rohr, uh, being a Franciscan, uh, talked a lot this week about St. Francis. And he quoted uh, a guy who wrote a biography of, of Francis named Adolf Allo. And what he said in this, he said that Francis emerged precisely when churches were putting clocks in their bell towers. Francis emerged in the 1200s just as sort of the modern economy and modern science were coming to light when they started counting. When the, he, so what he says is that 
Francis emerged in this time when churches were putting clocks in their, church, in their bell towers. When the church started counting, Francis stopped counting. He moved from the economy of merits to the economy, that wondrous and scary economy of God's grace, where God doesn't count. God doesn't count us. Doesn't, he, God's not involved in counting. God is very important. He counts. Francis moved from the economy of merits, where it's all about counting. What have I done? Have I done enough? Should I do some more? To the economy of God's grace, where God has stopped counting and just gives unreservedly. That was the move that Francis was able to make. You see, he wasn't looking for more faith. He was claiming that relationship and that identity. He was living in that economy of God's grace. Can we make that move too? Where we stop counting on ourselves and we count on God's grace and mercy. Not to sit around and do nothing, but as fuel for this journey that Jesus calls us on, this journey that Jesus walked, this journey that Jesus calls us to walk with him. Not to change the world, to love the world. God will change the world. God is changing the world. We don't need enough faith to move mulberry trees. We just need enough faith to be moved. To claim this identity, this relationship that is beyond counting on ourselves, but counting on God. That's who we are. It's not so much about what we have. So here's a prayer that Francis used that it might help you. Think about it. Pray it this week. It's, it's so short. It's, it's designed to really pray always. Who are you, Lord my God, and who am I? Or if you want to make it even shorter, who are you and who am I? That moves us, I think, I hope, from an economy of merit to this economy of grace. Where we're not counting, we are trusting. Where we're not fighting, we are loving. Where we're, we're, we're not feeling like we don't have enough. And instead, we're remembering who we have and who we are. Who are you, Lord, and who am I? That's all the faith we need.